gardens growing in this room. Yeah. More and more and more growth. Sustainable gardens. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to continue on here talking about our elder advance last weekend, six, the six elders of our church, which is myself and Suzanne, who is here tonight, but with our preschoolers, uh, Susan and Russ Folkler, and, uh, and Todd and Karina Lout. Uh, the six of us got together, and we do this every, every January. We take an extended weekend of three days to get away together. This, this year uh, was different. Every year is different, of course, but this felt very different to me. And I'll tell you one of the main reasons why. We've been encouraging all of you in this room, if you, especially if you've been here for a while, we've been saying we're going to go deeper as a family. We're going to learn vulnerability together. We're going to be more and more genuine. We're going to be less hidden. All those kind of scary things that we've been saying. And I told you something. I said we wouldn't go, we wouldn't ask you to go places that we weren't willing to go first. And and we've been going there for a while. And let me tell you, there are times where it was a little scary or uncomfortable or gosh, this is new new territory for us. And what I discovered, I, I think it wasn't until the second day, I realized, oh, you know, in past years, we always took that first day to kind of really check in with each other's hearts and, okay, what's, how, you know, let's go deeper. Let's really find out what's going on. And um, I realized we, we hadn't really done that because we didn't need to. I don't know if you're getting this yet, but we didn't need to because we've been going there. That's how we're living life now. So it's not like we needed to stop and do that. We're, that's how we live now more and more. And, um, and so we thoroughly enjoyed, we enjoyed the time. Um, we, we talked about our core values. We're going to be, um, unveiling some newer core values as, as God's been growing us up as a church. Don't believe me. We're not throwing the old ones away. We're just modifying and saying, what's, what's the fresh values that we really are carrying in this, in this move of God and where we are today. So we'll be unveiling some of those to you in, in the coming months. Um, but what I want to share with you is uh, one particular uh, time when we were worshiping together. And I was remembering, again, the promises that God has been speaking over my heart over the decades, but especially lately, and how I've been telling you the last several months, something has changed. Something has shifted. Those things in the past where we would have said, um, this amazing thing's coming, God's going to come in this, in this way, I'm saying to you now, he's, he's, it's happening. It's a, now, it's a now season. There's things I am seeing happening that, that I've been waiting for for a long, long time. I'm not saying that everything's arrived. I'm not saying the kingdom's here in all of its fullness. But I'm saying something has shifted in the atmosphere. And when we were um, worshiping, the Lord uh, brought one verse to my mind with such passion and clarity, and it came from Isaiah verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 7, that says, 
from this time onwards and forever, the jealous love of Yahweh Sabaoth will do this. If we could point to exactly what it was that's, that's causing this shift, I know we're part of this shift, but if we could point to what we did to make it happen, that would give us lots of room to boast. You know, look, wow, look what I did. But God says, no, it really, it, that's not really what this is about. It's, my, it's the passion of my heart for my kids who have been crying out, and I've been hearing their cries. But, some, but no, no longer can, can some of the things that, that were held off, can I hold them off anymore? Because, because I'm hearing the cries of my kids. I've, I've got to be with them in ways they have not experienced me before. The, the world has to know it's time for all of his sons and daughters to come home. Okay, but if we say those things and we think it's us that's going to make them happen, make them all happen, that puts the pressure right back on you. Have you done enough today? Did you pray enough hours? Did you go to enough meetings? Did you, um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and those are all good things. Don't get me wrong. But if it depends on those things, here comes the pressure right back down and that, did I do enough? And the Lord says, how about if we do this very differently? How about if, if I just let you know it's my jealous love that's going to cause all this to happen because I can't help myself any longer. And the more that my spirit shows up, the more you're going to hear my voice. And the more you're going to hear my voice, you're going to know what to do. You're going to be my love to this earth. But it all starts from me. It all starts from my love through you. So I went back and I looked at this passage again. Isaiah chapter 9. This is the passage that most of us know from Christmas time. For unto us a, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Right, we for most of us, especially if you grew up in church, um, then then that's the that's when you usually heard this verse, and but I, but so the punchline at the end is um, you know Jesus is the answer, and and how do we know this is going to happen? This is a prophecy, this is a prophecy, right? We had, this is a prophetic night, right? God bringing His encouragement to us, and and this this chapter starts out saying how dark things are, but wait, there's light coming. There's a son coming. How, but Lord, that's a great promise, but how can we know that's going to happen? And the punchline is, oh, I'll tell you how it's going to happen. My jealous love will accomplish this. See, that's the context of this whole thing. And when I was reading this, let me just start from verse 2, chapter 9, verse 2 in Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. <laughs> I just got to laugh here because I just read this this morning. I don't know if you, if you've never done this, this might be a cool thing for you. I have, sometimes I'll put CDs on. I have this one called freedom from Michael W. Smith. It's an instrumental and it, but it's one of those that it's, it, it, it's driving. It's kind of, it's a driving, driving songs. And so as I'm reading this, I'm listening to the song. So it feels like I'm in the middle of a movie, you know, I don't know. I'm just telling you something I do. You could do it or not, but. You might want to try this at home. So you could just imagine this soundtrack going on. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. On the inhabitants of a country in shadow as dark as death, light has blazed forth. You have enlarged the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoice at harvest time. As they exalt when they are dividing the spoils. That's the time we're in. 
For the yoke that weighed on it, the bar across its shoulders, the rod of its oppressor, these you have broken as on the day of Midian. All right, so here we are. There's darkness, but God says, oh, but watch the light. Watch not just a little light. Watch a light blaze forth. This light is going to blaze forth. And any oppression, oh, I'll take care of that. I'm going to break oppression as in the day of Midian. I'm actually not going to go on with this chapter because I want to go. I want to go right there as in the day of Midian. What? You see, you've got to be with Holy Spirit's help. You've got to start piecing all the stories together because it only gets richer and richer and better and better as you go. Day of Midian. That's all about Gideon. Remember the story of Gideon, which is in, in the book of Judges. So I went to Judges, and I started reading. This is chapter 6, because you know what's happening in Judges? They're getting trounced. They're being oppressed. The people are being oppressed. The, the, there's some big, bad countries around them that are stealing all their stuff, especially all their produce. And so they're starting to starve because they don't have anything because they're coming in and stealing from them. And they're saying, and they're crying out and saying, Lord, don't you see what's happening? And so it's verse uh, seven, when the Israelites cried to Yahweh because of Midian, so Midian's the, the oppressors, Yahweh sent a prophet. Here we go again. Whenever things aren't looking good, God says, oh, let me send someone to remind you what truth is. Because you've, you've forgotten truth, so you're starting to get weighed down. You're not seeing things the way they really are. He said to them, Yahweh sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said to them, this is what Yahweh, God of Israel, says. Now, when I read this, when I read this, uh, I want you to hear how it is. this is God saying, I'm going to take care of this. See, when we get weighed down, when we start getting bogged down, it's because, and feeling depressed and all the rest, it's because we're starting to put all the pressure back on ourselves. What am I doing wrong? How come I'm not breaking out of this thing? L listen to this. It was I who brought you out of Egypt and led you out of the place of slave labor. I rescued you from the power of the Egyptians and from the power of all who oppress you. I drove them out before you and I gave their country to you. And I said to you, I am Yahweh, your God. You are not to fear the gods of the Amorites in whose country you are now living, but you have not listened to my voice. When fear in our lives starts taking over, we're, we're not hearing his voice. How many times does he come in and say, fear not, do not be afraid. And you're thinking, I'd love to not be afraid, God, but I am. Okay, great. Tell him about it. Tell him all about it, but then ask for his perspective. God, remind me again. Tell me again who you are. Tell me again about your covenant promises of love for me because I've forgotten goes on to see, there, and, and then an angel of Yahweh appears to Gideon. An angel of the Lord appears to Gideon. So here he's talking to the whole nation. Now he's going to one man, Gideon, who's actually working away 
and you know he's 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 storing some food and stuff, but he's doing it in a secluded place because whatever's outside, the Midianites come and just steal. But I got to tell you, he's doing it while he's grumbling. He's not a happy camper because because he looks at what's going on and he says this just isn't right. So an angel of the Lord comes to Gideon and says, Yahweh is with you, valiant warrior. Before I go on in the story, I want every one of you in this room to know something. You are a valiant warrior. Some of you actually believe that right now. I want you to say with me, I mean, about yourself, right? I am a valiant warrior. I am a valiant warrior. Now, some of you didn't say it because you're not feeling it. Believe me, I'm going to tell you that's exactly this story. As you go on, let me tell you, Gideon wasn't feeling it at all in the least bit. But did you see how the, the Lord started this out? I'm telling you, this is prophecy at its core. Some people are, are, are saying, well, I don't know about this, this new covenant prophecy thing. It all seems so, you know, too nice. And, you know, where's the really hard words and getting people, you know, back on track and stuff. You know what that's called? That's called relationship. When you're in relationship with people who you have actually loved and you have a place in their life, you can help them through things that are bogging them down. But when you come in with thus saith the Lord and you start ripping people apart, that, that's actually not the heart of the Lord at all. This is his heart right here. Hey, Gideon, you, you who don't even think I'm around and you who think you're so small and, and why would I even be coming to you? Gideon, you are a valiant warrior. Get this in your spirit, you guys. Every one of you, I wish I had the time to point and call you each out by name. You are a valiant warrior. Say it again. I am a valiant warrior. Now, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, but what's this setting me up for? I'm not going to read much more, actually, of this. I'm, I'm almost done, believe it or not, because I'm actually getting to the, I'm already getting to the punchline. This is what I'm trying to get across to you today. God's had amazing promises in our lives. Sometimes we forget them and we start living in fear again. And he says, okay, you forgot who I am. Let me remind you again. I'm going to send you an encouragement. That's why we have prophetic ministry. I'm going to encourage you again because you've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten who I am and you've forgotten who you are. Check this out with Gideon. Gideon's reply Excuse me, my Lord, but if Yahweh is with us, why is all this happening to us? And where are all his miracles, which our ancestors used to tell us about when they said, did not Yahweh bring us out of Egypt? But now Yahweh has deserted us. He has abandoned us to Midian. What a, 
valiant warrior. (laughs) Do you think God knew that this was his heart before he called him a valiant warrior? Absolutely. Let's, let's go on. At this, Yahweh turned to him. My, my scriptures will always say Yahweh instead of the Lord, which is one of the reasons why I love this Bible. It's the New Jerusalem Bible. Yahweh turns to the Lord. Uh, Yahweh turns to him. It's, it, uh, before it was an angel. And many um, scholars believe that when it says, especially in some of these passages in the Old Covenant, when it says an angel of Yahweh, of the Lord, they're actually, it was actually Jesus that came and talked to them. But here the father, Abba Papa Yahweh, says to him, Go in this strength of yours, and you will rescue Israel from the power of Midian. Go in this strength of yours. What strength was that? None. Oh, oh, Midian, you who think so highly of me, I believe in you anyway. And I'm going to show you at the end of this thing that I'm the one that causes it to happen. So I want you to go in my name with this strength of yours, but watch what I do. See, Paul earlier, didn't, didn't Paul talk all about in, in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 12? Paul talks all about that in, it's in my weakness that he's strong. And see, a lot of us here in this room, we're trying to be strong for the Lord. Stop it. (laughs) He is your strength. You are strong beyond measure because of him, but he's not looking for you to be strong for him. He's like, oh, no, I really know what you're made of. I really know who I came to save. I know how much you need me. So I, I like it when you're weak and weak before me. I like it when you say, God, I wish this weren't so, but this is, this is the condition of my heart. Can you do something about it? He says, oh, I'd love to be your strength. I'd love to be your strength in that area. And he says, the, this is Papa Yahweh saying to Gideon, am I not sending you myself? Here's the key. It's who's sending you. And Jesus said in John 20, verse 21, as my father has sent me, so I send you. See, can you almost hear it with the music behind it? Oh, wait, so can I. As the father has sent me, so I send you. You are sent ones. That's where your authority comes from. That's why you can go with confidence, even though you know how weak you are. What's his excuse to this? You ready? He says, forgive me, my Lord, but how can I deliver Israel? See, from my vantage point, God, this makes zero sense. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least important of my father's family. We have great excuses, don't we? Can I tell you how much our excuses impress God? Not not impressed. How about this one? God, how can I do anything for you? I don't even feel you. Anyone? I'm sure it's only me. But 
God, aren't there times where you're like, I'm not even, I'm God, I'm not feeling it. I am not feeling it. In fact, I, I, in fact, my heart, I don't even like some things about me, God. Do you know that John, the disciple, the one who, you know, really close to Jesus, put his head on Jesus' heart, the one whom Jesus loved, that John, First John 3.20, he says, even when our hearts condemn us, God is greater still. Do you realize he just negated that excuse? I mean, because that seems like a really good one, doesn't it? God, I'm not even feeling you. How can I represent you? How can I? I, 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 I failed again. God, see, that's your heart condemning you. And God says, I'm, I'm bigger than that too. I'm bigger than that. Because if anyone in this room, if we, if we could disqualify ourselves, we would. I'm just being real. We would, and we try to find reasons to disqualify ourselves. But Jesus has sent you. Jesus has pre-qualified you to represent him. And he's not taking it back. And you're, you might be thinking, God, that's just a dumb idea. Because if you knew me, you'd know that just wasn't smart. And he says, oh, no, it's a brilliant plan. I'm going to keep telling you, are, who, you who you are until you believe it. And the more you believe it, because it happens it happens in a, in a progression. The more you believe who you are, the better you represent his heart to the world. But if we had to wait until that day when we got it all, okay, I finally got it all, God. I finally get how much you love me. Finally get who I am as a son. If we wait for that time, then actually that time is when we are seeing him face to face. Because when we see him, we shall be like him. See, we can't wait for that day. And he's not, I understand there are times, sometimes seasons where we need, we need to take a break, seasons where we need to give him access to our hearts and say, I'm pretty messed up, God. Can we just take a time out and work on some stuff? And he says, really cool, let's do that. But you're still not out of the race. We're still going places. We're still going to reach people. We're still going to love people. I'm going to use you. Every single person in this, there's not one person here who is disqualified from this. So I want to pray into you more joy in the journey. You're like, joy? Joy in the midst of really hard things? Joy when it doesn't seem like my life's going the way I want it to? Yeah, because the joy is that the Father has chosen you. He's with you. He says to you, you are my valiant warrior. And he says, we're going to go change nations together. Not just people, but nations. And you're like, God, I don't get it. Right. Like that's going to happen. How's that going to happen, God? He says, oh, my jealous love will accomplish this. And some of you have a problem with jealousy. You're like, wait, aren't we not supposed to be jealous? Well, yeah, but let me tell you, there's a good jealousy and a bad jealousy. And the good one says, the world can't take you from me. Enemy can't have you. You're mine. You're mine. Let's just stop for a minute. We're just going to, you already agreed, you're a valiant warrior. Some of you actually believed it. 
And we're just going to agree with God right now for a moment. In fact, I invite you, like Gideon, I invite you to whine a little bit if you need to. God's really, he's actually okay with that. To say, God, this is not going the way I thought it should. This is too hard. I don't want this. It's okay. And I know some of you, in your minds, you're, I know you're not saying it all out loud, but you're going through some of those lists because you've actually had some of those conversations with the Lord. And Papa comes to you. Not Jesus or Holy Spirit this time. They can come anytime they want. Papa comes to you. And he says, I want you to look back on your life. And I want you to remember all the times that I came through for you again. And again. And again, those times when you didn't think you could go one more day, when you did not see how you could make it through, times when you wanted to give up on yourself because you thought you were past me helping you. Did I leave you? Did I forsake you? Never. I was with you. I brought you through those times. I will be with you. I am. I'm the great I am. And we're going to do this thing together. We're going to live this life together. We're going to do it. We're going to go on this journey, this excitement of life called life together. And my promise to you is all the things that would attempt to swallow you, including the enemy himself, they will not. They will not. Because the truth is, I've already swallowed you up in my love. You reside in my heart. It really doesn't get any safer than that. But when things don't look good to you, I invite you to come back to have real conversations with me. To ask me to show myself to you again, because I will. And then ask me to tell you truth about who you are and about the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Because when I do that, you're going to come to me again. You're going to call to me. You're going to cry out, and I will hear you because I always hear you. I know exactly where you are. Every prayer you utter comes right into my presence. I answer everyone. I didn't say that I answer everyone exactly the way you asked. I said I answer every prayer. And I'm good. So, Father, thank you. I thank you that you've, you've already said in your word that your banner over us is love. And I thank you for your jealous love over us. 
that says you are mine. The enemy can't have you. Your oppressors can't squash you to death because you are mine. And so we hide under the shadow of your wing. And we just say it is so good to be yours. It's good to belong to you. And I thank you, Father, for this room full of valiant warriors, world changers. And I thank you, God, that even when they don't feel like it, even when their heart condemns them, you are greater still. You won't let their heart stay in that place. Thank you. Thank you, God. That's all that we have left to do is say thank you, and here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I'll do whatever you want, but as long as we get to do it together. And I hear you saying I wouldn't have it any other way. So I breathe refreshing over you, encouragement, which comes from the word courage. I breathe encouragement.